Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry What, the podcast. This is Ashley Sleek, live from quarantine. Can you believe it? We are actually fucking quarantined. It happened. I'm not allowed to leave my house except for physical activity, as in walking or running, but who runs? I can't even believe that this is the world we're living in. And the worst part about being quarantined is like the fake hope that I know everybody else is giving themselves or they're like, oh my gosh, I have so much time to get shit done now. Like, oh, I'm stuck in my house. I'm totally going to like redesign my room or like, you know, do cardio or whatever the hell it is that you convince yourself you're going to do. But we're one weekend and I know you bitches haven't done it because neither have I. I did build my shoe rack and that was like a big thing. I was like, I have to build this stupid shoe rack that I accidentally bought on um, Amazon and I'm pretty sure it was on Jimmy's card and he's never said anything and I've never said anything. So we all know he doesn't listen. So we're good to go. Um, so I built a shoe rack and uh, that's about the accomplishments of my quarantine. But you guys coming back from Jillian's bachelorette party and then being hit with like, oh, by the way, you can't leave your house. Like, at first, it seems chill because you're like, well, my body did need to recover. I was in no way as hungover as I've been in probably every other bachelorette party that I've been to. That's no shade. That's just truth. Um, you know, I definitely didn't drink as much as I normally do. So I was like, I could probably go back to work on Monday. So that wasn't a big deal. But I was still like, hey, you're up late, whatever. Sleeping's fun. Um, happy to be home. And yeah, that shit wore off by Tuesday. I was like, no, I'm ready now. Um, I would say that actually wore off like Monday at noon. <laughs> I was like, wait, what do you mean? And it was so funny because the last day at my company was Friday. So Thursday was like everyone's last, sorry, Friday was the first day of like stay at home. So Thursday was everyone's last day at work. So I left my mouse there, my colored highlighters, like, thank God I brought my laptop. I just, you know, I had to send an email in the morning before I left on Thursday. So like, you know, I had, that was about it. That's like the reason I had my laptop and thank God. So now I'm here. It's been a whirlwind, you guys. I'm not going to lie. I snapped on Thursday. Thursday was having a pretty good day during the day. That was like the first time I went out and did a walk. I walked with my mom for lunch and then I took um, Jolene Berghoff's UGM class online. I only made it 30 minutes in, but it was still so much fun. Um, And then I took another walk with my dad. So I was like out and active and I think it just hit me. I was on the phone with Jimmy and I suddenly realized that like this is so much more intense than I really thought about it. I was like, it's okay. I'm going to like FaceTime with my friends all the time. And, you know, and I kind of also when this first happened, I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, okay. So you have to be inside 
But, you know, you could, like, go to a friend's for wine night, but you guys have to have to stay inside. You know, you just have to, like, wash your hands. Or I thought, oh, I can do one week in Livermore, one week in Sonoma County and spend all this time with Jimmy. And then Thursday, it all kind of came, like, crashing down on me that, like, that was not the thing. I cried for, like, probably three hours, which I'm impressed, though, because normally I would have cried on Monday. So I feel like that's growth. Um, But I wish I wouldn't have cried so late at night. This is what always drives me nuts about my breakdown and other people's breakdowns. They always happen like late at night and never, at, you know, like 4 p.m. when I'm off work and I'm ready for it. It's just like in the night when I'm supposed to be sleeping. Thank God for Jimmy talking to me. But then I got to the point where I just couldn't talk to him anymore because the more I like saw his face, the more sad I got realizing like I wasn't going to see him. And I know there's people out there that are like, my freaking partner lives, you know, far ass away, other side of the country or is in the military, you know, like I am not to say that my situation is any worse or better than anybody else's. But like, let's not compare each other. Let's just talk about our sadnesses right now. And I am heartbroken that it's going to be this long until I see Jimmy again, which it's uh, my own damn fault because I was like one cocky ass bitch when this came out. I, of course, am not trying to be insensitive to anyone who's, you know, died or been affected. But I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Jimmy can't go to China because normally Jimmy does go to China in March. And I was like, he can't go. He has to spend all this time with me. And then I totally fucked myself because now I don't even get to see him. So I got excited for literally no reason because I didn't see him at all in March because I was too busy planning a bachelorette party. Um, And so I've just been having a really hard time. And I'm an extrovert, hardcore. I have introvert tendencies. It's like a, um, you know, what do they say? Like you're a Sagittarius moon, but a crescent or like a you know Scorpio rising or whatever. It's like I am a... um an extrovert rising, but like a hidden introvert. Like I like my time alone. I get really anxious about too much, you know, activity, but that's probably like 2% of my overall. If I'm spending a lot of time by myself, it's because I got depressed and call me. If you haven't heard from me for a little bit, that's because I'm getting depressed and you're going to have to text or call me. I'll probably ignore it three times, but then I'll jump in because my depression does not love my extrovertness. So they like fight each other and only one of them can come out on top. So since I cannot be as extroverted as I like to with plans, at least one plan during the weekdays and definitely plans on the weekends, I was having a really hard time. I am having still a really hard time. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I'm doing to combat this depression. It's only been one day, but I feel like I'm doing better. So first of all, my mom bought me a desk. I cannot explain to you how much this changed my life. It's only been a few hours. And the funny thing is, is my mom bought me this desk and I was like, this is going to be so perfect. I can do my radio show on it. I can podcast on it. I am still podcasting in my bed, but that's because it's late on Monday and I'm tired and I just wanted to feel comfortable while I'm talking to my friends, you know? So my mom bought me a desk because everybody's home now. Well, Jillian's at Matt's, but my dad's working from home. My mom's home and I'm home and we have a pretty big house. You know, it's not like this. I'm not saying I live in a cardboard box, but everybody kind of has their space. Well, my space was my room. 
So I've been doing all of my work from my bed. And one of the fun things about like lupus and fibromyalgia is that like if you don't move your body, that shit hurts. So I was in so much physical pain like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, a little bit Saturday, Sunday. Um, Thursday felt better because I was like forcing myself to walk, but then I kind of push it too hard because I have to like ease back into it. And so basically my body's just been like not happy. My brain's been not happy. It's just like all my illnesses are all, hey, bitch. Hey, Corona. This was fun, but you're kind of fucking up all my shit right now. So if you can stop, that would be great. Um, <laughs> so anyways, I um, my mom, I was like, I'm going to have to start working in the living room with you. You know, I just need to be able to sit up. And um, not have something on my lap or a heavy, heavy laptop on my lap was like kind of putting too much pressure on my legs. So anyways, my mom got me this gorgeous, super freaking cute desk today. And it has changed my day. I feel significantly more positive. Um, I read something about that you should put on shoes too, which I thought was really interesting because I love being barefoot. Um, when I worked at Wine Country Radio and could get up, get away with whatever I wanted, I would always be barefoot like in the studio, which I know is so disgusting. And I would walk around the office like barefoot. I was the worst employee, but I loved it. But I noticed here today, so I wore my slippers, which it was it's barely a shoe, but it's still something. And then when I went for my walk at noon, I put on my running shoes and I stayed in them. And I did feel a little bit different. And I felt a little bit more motivated, a little bit more like on top of things, just a little bit more different, like just a little different than I have every other day. And I managed to get out of sweats and into leggings. This also seems like one of those things where you're like, Ashley, okay, slippers and socks are barely different and sweatpants and leggings are barely different, but they are. Something about it, I think because I can't sleep in leggings, my body is like, ew, you're way too warm. I sleep in my sweatpants. So something about swapping those two things and just getting in leggings instead just kind of gave me a little extra like will to live, you know, just a little tiny bit of will to live. Um, And then I was like, okay, I totally went full Oregon vibes on this shit. And what I mean by that is when I was in Oregon, you know, I worked from, you know, five to one, basically came home and did nothing the rest of the day. And what's weird is when that happens, you think you're like, oh, I have all this time to like call my friends, do all these things. In in the matter of a few days, I had already fallen into, I don't want to talk to my friends. And it's not that I don't want to talk to them. I've already decided they don't want to talk to me. I have nothing good to say right now. I only have negative feelings. Nobody wants to talk to me. I, you know, texted a few friends to, you know, have a virtual hangout and it didn't work out. And I immediately got sad, which is not on them. No shade. This is my depression. I was like, okay, that's it. Nobody wants to talk to me. So I really had to like, force myself out of this, you know, and start calling and texting people because I'm like, this should be the time that I'm responding to everyone's texts. I'm an extrovert. I'm having the hardest time. I should be. But I found myself falling into the same pattern of totally ignoring everybody. The differences between Oregon Ashley and now Ashley is that I can now identify my own patterns. I can see what I'm doing. 
and I can dig myself out of it. Like normally by today, I would not be on amend. I'm not saying I'm perfect in any way, shape or form or that I'm not still feeling hella depressed. And I am not to say that I did not just scream at my mom for no fucking reason besides the fact that I'm going absolutely nuts. And one thing set me off. She's a saint. Um, <laughs> it wasn't like at her. I was just kind of screaming around her, you know, but like towards her. Anyways, she's fine. Um, you know, I'm still absolutely going nuts, but I could, I could recognize the pattern and I could pull myself out of it. So today I made it a point to actually read through all of my text messages when I woke up this morning and start, you know, responding to everyone. Obviously I do still have to work. So I wasn't, you know, great responding all day, but I made it a point in my mind that by the time I go to bed tonight, anyone who's texting me before 9 PM, like I'm going to respond to them. So that's one of my goals. I also have decided that it's important for me to have a small activity, um, don't want to use the word goal again, but goal or mission to accomplish every day. Something small that I can look forward to doing the next day, that I'm kind of excited about, something I cross off my list, make it feel like I have accomplished something. Like I said, I am still working. So I do have that part where at least there's something still kind of like stimulating my brain. But, you know, that's also work. So there's got to be something I'm used to, you know, sometimes when I'm on my shit, I'm used to Mondays and Thursdays taking Kim's workout classes. I've been a shit about that for two months. But in my mind, I always have plans on Mondays and Thursdays. And then I usually have Jillian wedding days on Tuesdays. My Wednesdays are open. And sometimes that's just me coming home relaxing. Sometimes that's me jumping on FaceTime with a friend. Sometimes that's me actually doing like happy hour or something. And then I have the weekends where, you know, I always have something going on. Or um, if I don't, I've make something up for myself to do, you know, so I'm used to constantly being busy. Um, And so this little one activity kind of gives me something to look forward to and uh, make me feel good about myself, like I did something. And it's something that if I don't, that I can try to put steps towards doing. So even if I don't fully get it accomplished that day, I still and making sure not to hate on myself too much about it because like you don't want to set yourself too many goals and have self-destructive behaviors. That's why when I first was on quarantine, I was like, I'm going to make myself this long ass list of things that I'm going to do every day. And then I was like, no, bitch, you're setting yourself up to not finish this list and then yell at yourself. So every day I have a small goal. Today's goal was to do this podcast and it got around eight o'clock and I took a shower and I was like, "Ugh, I'm tired. And then I was like, no, tomorrow you want to feel you want to post this. You want to share your findings, do your podcast. So now I'm doing it and I feel so much better. I really, really do. So tomorrow I have to decide on my goal. I think it might be to straighten my hair like they can be small. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not has to be elaborate, like clean your closet. Like that could be a good Saturday one, you know, or whatever. But tomorrow, my goal is to straighten my hair. So if I go further beyond that and like put on some makeup, cool. But tomorrow, my one goal is to straighten my hair. Today was to do this podcast, which is confusing. So I'm recording this Monday. You'll probably see it Tuesday. And Tuesday, you better see me on Instagram with some straight ass hair. <laughs> um, and I really think this is going 
to help and be beneficial and, um, you know, help each other through. So what I want to know is, you know, what are you doing to keep yourself positive? I have so many friends out there who are experiencing, who already had mental health issues. And then I have friends who are kind of experiencing new mental health. You know, not a lot of people are used to being cooped up. And I'm sorry, is no one else like just afraid they're going to lose their job? I know some people actually already have, and I feel so, so bad for them. But, you know, I, this is like a scary ass time where I'm like, anybody can lose their job at any minute. Not to give you that anxiety if you didn't already have it. But I know when when I got uh, went on Instagram while I was pooping at the bachelorette party and I saw that they closed down Disney, my heart went into my butthole and I almost let it out um, because for me and Ghirardelli, Disney is one of our big stores. And I know that when I look at the org chart on the totem pole of things like you know, I'm pretty low on the list and I got nervous. And then I felt for all the stores because I was like, oh my gosh, what, what are all the employees thinking? You know, like everybody's just freaking out right now. So it's really hard. But when I was having my spiral, I also had to remember like, you know, you're not in control of those things. And control is my big issue. I love to try to control every situation. You know, I like timing wise, parties. I have a hard time. If I'm in charge of a party, I'm such a psycho. Like everybody knows that, but I do throw a good one. So it all works out in the end. But, you know, I just get a little crazy about control. So your job's a big one because you have literally no say in what happens or not. So I'm not a big God person. Everyone knows that. I, 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 I dabble here and there, but I do have to believe in something. So I do believe in, you know, everything happens for a Riesling is um, kind of my mom and I's motto. My sister, everything happens for a Riesling. So, you know, if the job doesn't work out, then it's okay. That's why you cannot control that. But you can't control taking the time if you're really worried about your job to spruce up that resume, like make it one of your daily goals. I definitely will be looking at mine. If anyone's listening from Ghirardelli, don't fire me. I'm not trying to leave. I just, you know, you got to be prepared. Like do what you can to make yourself feel good if you're worried about something, you know, like if you're um worried that, you know, your wedding might get moved back that's a real thing that's happening. You know, you could take the precautions to, you know, reach out to your vendors already and be prepared. You know, that's what my sister did. And I'm sure one day we will get to have a podcast again and talk all about that. Um, So I don't want to speak for her. But, you know, um, just try to do little things that are going to make you feel better about it. It's not about like, if you're worried about your wedding and you're not calling your vendors, that's okay. If you think it's going to make you feel better, then do it. Because at the end of the day, you are the only one who has to live with you. So you do whatever the hell you want. That's just how it is. So I'm over here setting myself these mini goals, positively talking to myself. I constantly get negative thoughts all day. Yesterday was just a whole week of them, of everybody hates me, whatever, you know, Jimmy's going to get bored talking to me on the phone and, you know, want to leave me, which obviously it's not true. Um, But, you know, these are the things that go through my head. So I just have to stop and and not think about it and, you know, um, move on. Let embrace the thought and let it go. 
By the way, once again, still in 100% support of therapy. Cannot wait to go back. Um, it's so funny because this is like the time where I was like, oh, I should really check in on all my health shit. I have all this time once again, which is such a lie. I don't know why I keep telling myself that. But then I was like, oh, all the doctor's offices are like closed. I don't know because there's like an actual epidemic going on and maybe I shouldn't be like, let's go get my colonoscopy right now. Like that seems sketch. I don't know, Ashley. Maybe rethink your strategy on that one. So anyways, I just spent 20 minutes talking about my feelings on being quarantined. I want to hear all about yours. I like because I'm sorry what we are stuck in here. And I only want to say one more thing about the um, coronavirus. No, I want to say two more. I'm sorry. What's about it? First of all, I'm sorry what Donald Trump stopped fucking calling it the Chinese pandemic or disease or whatever the hell he's been calling it. This guy's such a D. Just stop. Sorry. I know some of my friends love him and I know there's fans out there, so I don't want to like offend anybody, but I just personally think it's really fucking rude for him to be calling it that. Like it has two names now. It's got Corona and it's got COVID and I'm sure somebody could tell me the difference. I don't know what it is, but it has two names. Call it one of those. Don't be a douche. The second thing um, I couldn't wait to, I'm sorry, what about is that People, for some reason, felt the need, and I'm not calling out anyone specifically because I know some people, you know, were joking and other people were not, but some people felt the need to pass judgment about um, my sister and I and and the fabulous bridesmaids and besties that went about doing the bachelorette party. Um two weekends ago. Um, I'm sorry. Look, the spring breakers who went out last weekend in Florida. Yes, those are the people you can pass judgment on. At that point in time, there's already a shelter in place. You know, people were staying home. There was a lot of information out about it. But when I was going to the bachelorette party, it was like almost like kind of laughable still at the time. People were like, oh, this isn't really that big of a deal. And by the way, when I mean people, I mean me. I was like, this shit is fine. Just wash your hands. Don't be a douche, whatever. And my sister kept being like, are you sure we should go? Are you sure we should go? She was the one who was like knocking down my door. And I was like standing there sturdy, like, no, we're fucking going. Like, we paid for this shit. It's going to be fine. This is not a big deal. Like, we'll wash our hands. And not that I have to answer to fucking anybody because I really don't fucking want to. But here I am anyways. So I can just like cut this part out of the podcast next time somebody either decides to talk shit to my sister or to me or to, you know, make passive aggressive comments. Hi, here's my one fucking answer. Don't come for me after this. It was not under lockdown yet. We didn't know. We went night one, literally didn't leave the house. I have never seen a group of people wash their hands more often or take more precautions than we did. We wiped down the house, you know, like everything was fine. We saw the cleaners there. It was all good. And then the second day, Friday, you know, we had a pool party. We stayed in. Um, we skipped our happy hour. We went to two dinners that were pretty like isolated. We had our own table secluded. Hand sanitizer was being passed around every five seconds. We went to one bar, didn't even make it that long. And like I said, same deal. 
we were not very far apart. We weren't in like this packed ass club. It was fine. Saturday, um, you know, like my sister didn't even want to go to brunch. She was like, I don't want to worry about all these people. And I was like, no, we're going to brunch. So we go to brunch, Balmos Mimosas, same thing, hand sanitizer passed around. We all had our own glasses of champagne. Like it was totally fine. We did the bus. We did our little bike. Everything was wiped down. Same thing. Very isolated tables, hand washing, all that stuff. Didn't go out Saturday, came home Sunday. Like, it was the cleanest bachelorette party I've ever been to. You know what I'm saying? And that's also no shade. I'm just saying everybody was very, like, hyper aware of their surroundings. And then we came back and then, bam, like, Sunday night, it was like, don't go outside. So I, like, came home to the, you know, nobody leaves. But so if it was that following weekend where shelter in place was had, would we have gone? No. There's no way. And I know that I personally have a chronic illness and an autoimmune deficiency. So it was a little bit more sketchy for me to go out. And I'm very aware of that because guess what? I've been sick since I was like fucking 16 years old. I know how to do it now. So if I'm saying it's okay, let's do this. Let's, you know, let's go out. I'm pretty sure that no one's going to tell me no. No one's going to tell me no, no matter what, because I hate being told no. And I do what I want anyways. So I'm going to go out. That being said, as somebody who doesn't like to be told what to do, am I sitting in my house and not going out and not planning wine nights and not doing what I want to do? Absolutely. Because we're supposed to stay inside now. This is the this was the what the government told us to do. So this is what I did. If the government would have told me not to go to Palm Springs or if someone would have said on the news, hey, we're doing self-isolation, quarantine, whatever, I, we wouldn't have gone. I don't feel like I have to answer this question ever again. So if anybody would like to come at me, I'd also just love for anyone to put yourself in the shoes of a bride. I feel like when we're listing the people who are getting screwed the most right now, it's like, you know, like doctors and nurses, you know, anyone on the front lines and then like grocery store workers and like people who are losing their jobs, like the economy and like brides like brides are pretty high up on the we're getting screwed list you know along with parents who now have to like teach their kids like how hard teachers like trying to do virtual classes insane um shout out to all the teachers and the parents but you know this is a day that my sister has been waiting for for so long this is a day i've been waiting for for so long as a maid of honor like you know we're just trying to have a good time and we made our decision Nobody got sick. Nobody got hurt. And, you know, we weren't breaking any laws at that point. So I would implore you that if you were going to be shady, and I'm not saying it was any of my people, actually. I only had a couple come at me. Um, But, you know, anyone who is kind of off-putting or rude to her, I would like to invite you to suck a dick and choke on it. Thank you. This has been my TED Talk don't come for me ever again. Okay. That being said, I'm sorry what to anyone else who's going out of the fucking house right now. We have been told not to go. And so when I posted something on my Instagram that was like, hey, leave millennials alone, come for Gen Z. I meant that because yes, I was partying the weekend before, before anybody told me I wasn't allowed to do anything. And now I'm staying at home and I'm going absolutely nuts. So Anyways, I'm going to move on to this topic because surprisingly, 
in this quarantine, we still managed to get some celebrity gossip in. Thank God. I'm like, am I going to have to go super long without any tea? Because I can't handle it. Um, Step one. Chloe and Tristan are apparently quarantined together. Um, <laughs> talk about your awkward situations. I was also chatting about this, like, on one of our virtual happy hours for work. I was like, God, imagine, like, you hate your roommate. And then you're just, like, stuck with them. Like, how shitty, you know? Um, And I don't want to get into, like, the super de- sad, depressing, like, what if you're being, you know, totally abused? Because that breaks my heart. And I can't even go there. But Chloe and Tristan... I don't know if this happened by accident or if they just were like, well, we both want to be quarantined with our daughter. But like, damn, because if there's one thing I feel about Chloe is that she is not going to like not bring this up shady a few times. Like I can see her being like, um, you know, at the kitchen table and Tristan's like, would you like some milk with that cereal? And she was like, oh, um, my milk. Or are you going to go get like Jordan Woods milk? You know, I don't know. Something shady like that. I could totally see it. So I hope that in quarantine, Chloe is giving this bitch a run for his money. And you know what? If she decides that she wants to get back together with him, if there's one thing I've learned from watching Vanderpump Rules binge watching so hard from season one, it's that, you know, people are going to be with cheaters no matter what. And if they're happy, they're happy. So if she wants to be back with him, I'm not going to judge her. But I just think it's hilarious that they're quarantined together. Speaking of Vanderpump Rules, sorry, I keep burping and um, it's bad. Anyway, so Lala and Randall announced that they have to postpone their wedding, which is so sad. You know, I just can't even say as enough how much I'm feeling for brides right now. This is just so unfortunate. But someone who didn't give a shit about this was 50 Cent. Obviously, we all know him and Randall, they already have beef, but 50 Cent went as far to screenshot like a news article saying like, you know, Lala and Randall's wedding been postponed. And then he captioned it with no one was going to go to that fucking wedding anyways, or no one was going to go to that shit anyways. Like 50 Cent, relax. Just because you weren't invited doesn't mean you have to be so bitchy. I get it. He owes you money. Whatever. It's fine. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite stories right now is that Kelly Clarkson had to use her toddler's toilet because the plumbing wasn't working at her house. Like, I'm sorry. What? Could you imagine if you're quarantined and then you're freaking toilet stops working. Now that's a nightmare. Okay. Like I'm out here complaining because my mental health being a stupid bitch. But imagine if you were stuck in a house quarantine and you couldn't shit and flush like that is the worst. So I love the story. I love Kelly Clarkson. She's unapologetically herself. That's how I feel too. I love her. Love that she shared the story. So um, parents out there, Luckily, if you need to do a number two and something happens, you can always use your toddler's toilet. Um, she didn't say she did a number two, but, um, you know, whatever. Um, also, the Taylor Swift Kanye West phone call got leaked. What a freaking snooze fest. That thing was 25 minutes long. I, of course, posted on my Twitter that I got all ready to watch it you know, to podcasts about it. And I could not be more fucking bored. I couldn't even make it through the whole thing. Kanye West talks like just such a psychopath. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be mean. I worry about its mental health. So I don't want to be insensitive. But also Taylor, he could have said 
Taylor, I'm going to say the word bitch in the song to her face or on the phone, you know, whatever. And she wouldn't have even understood it because this dude was talking in circles, in rhymes, in confusion. It was like, oh, my God, I literally don't know how people go to a church and listen to him talk because it's literally I would have to record it, slow it down, break it up. I even tried to read the translation. I was still like, what? So there's a few things I learned. He did say that they were he didn't tell her the line about sex and he did tell her the line about making her famous. He didn't say the word bitch, which surprisingly I was like, was that the worst part? I would have stopped it at the sex. And my favorite is that, you know, he was supposed to say um, Taylor Swift owes me sex and Kim liked that more than we might still have sex or whatever. I don't know. Taylor, to me, sounded really fucking uncomfortable on the phone and was probably a little bit afraid that if she said no to Kanye, that he would go like a little bit more crazy. That's how I kind of saw it. And I know I'm a Swifty, so but I'm not trying to be super biased. I see the part where like I don't understand why she was so mad about bitch because like he pretty much did tell her. Uh, yeah, he snuck bitch in there. But I was like, you kind of knew. But at the same time, I feel that Taylor was so uncomfortable and Kanye West was talking like in freaking circles like a psycho that it's really hard to to say. I feel bad for Taylor Swift. I feel like she didn't really know what she was getting into. She sounded very uncomfortable on the phone. But I also hear why Kim released it because, you know, for her, for Kim's mind, she's like, wait, she agreed to this. She agreed to this. I get both sides. I really do. This is one of those ones I can't be like fully on Taylor's side and fully on Kim's side. All I know is that when Kim shared it, I feel bad that it ruined Taylor's you know, life and made her so sad. It was extremely juicy. But I think that Taylor has proven that she is a freaking force to be reckoned with and she rised from her ashes and she is doing her thing I would say that Kanye is doing his thing I don't know about him rising from the ashes I just think everyone's like Kanye's Kanye but I don't know if that's the same like boys will be boys kind of thing I don't know my opinion on it all I have to say is like I'm sorry what to the person who recorded the phone call I mean good for that person so we could see it but like that's manipulative as fuck they obviously were trying to back her into a corner I I don't know I'm sorry what I wanted a little bit more juice on that it was a it was a snore fest I don't know how anyone listens to Kanye talk that much whatever um, I also just wanted to make a slight mention. I'm totally going over. I'm usually like a hard 30 minutes, but I'm also quarantined and not everybody will talk to me all day, every day. So um, this is my thing. I'm also wondering if more people will give my podcast a chance because they have nothing else to do. I'm really hoping that's what happens and I gather some more fans. Um, but we'll see. That's just me being hopeful. So um, if you're a new fan, welcome. Hi. Um. I have to talk about Vanderpump Rules a little bit. I know that this is what I do when I'm on my podcast with my sister, but you guys, I'm binging from season one and I just have to give a few like comments. First of all, I can't believe that we are having the same fight in season two that we're having right now with Kristen, Stassi and Katie. Kristen is a freaking psychopath. This season, I've been trying to feel bad for her and I just can't like 
her lying and manipulating Stasi so bad about Jax, like I always knew that happened because they allude to it a lot, but seeing it happen, ugh, I wanted to vomit. I was like, this chick is a freaking nightmare. I could never imagine ever in a million years hurting one of my friends like that. Like, I can't even say goodbye without thinking that I hurt their feelings because I said it in the wrong tone. I can't even imagine hooking up with, you know, one of, I know this is old news, but whatever, with her ex. Um, In case you don't watch, it's important to know that Stassi was dating Jax. They had this horrible breakup because Jax cheated on Stassi. And then, you know, um, Kristen, he was like trying to win her back. And Kristen, her best friend, banged him and then lied about it and then called her crazy, basically. She was like, Saucy, you're crazy for thinking I would ever do that. <gasps> the freaking shame. Also, season three Stassi, I don't love. I get it. She's been hurt. She's been burned. But season three Stassi exists like She's walking so season eight Stassi could run. Like season eight Stassi is everything that season three Stassi wished she was. She just thinks that she's like the hottest shit and too good for all these people. And I super get it because she was burned. But I think that she could have been a little bit nicer to Sheena. Unpopular opinion. You know, I'm a Stassi girl, but whatever. Also, the more I watch Katie and Schwartz, the more like I already have this kind of joke where like, like Kim Stassi, I'm Katie, you know, that would make like Jimmy, um, you know, Tom Schwartz and um, Alex Bow. And uh, sometimes as I'm watching, I mean, Jimmy would never make out with a girl in Vegas by my back. I would hope not. I really don't think so. Um, But the way that like Tom is just so lovable and even when he's getting in trouble, everyone's like, oh, it's Tom. Like, that's how I feel about Jimmy, because I'll be like, no, Jimmy's being a little fucking bitch right now. And all my friends are like, be nice to him. So I totally see some Schwartz vibes in Jimmy and it cracks me up. Also, Katie's wedding is like my dream wedding with the green suits and her dress. Like, I haven't gotten to her wedding yet, but I just... I just know. That's my girl. And I know I'm also evil on tequila. Watching Tequila Katie, I was like, oh, is that what I was like when I was yelling at all my friends drunk? Hate myself for that. But it's okay. Now I drink White Claws and I'm a perfectly nice person. (laughs) Okay, you guys, I've gone a little bit overboard, but I'm excited. I'm definitely you know, going to be back on Monday with a new episode. Let me know what you want to bitch about. I still want to do a segment, you know, where I read other people's, you know, bitchy things. So you can DM me at Ashley Sleek on on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or hit me up on my website at ashleysleek.com. Okay, well, good luck out there, everyone. Please be fucking nice to each other. Try not to pass too much judgment on people. You don't know what they're going through. Let people go outside and take a walk. Don't cough on anybody. Don't spit on every anyone. Don't sneeze. Don't take all the hand sanitizer. Don't be a dick. Okay? Okay, bye.